Traditional definitions of business, entrepreneurship, and success have historically been reserved for cishet white men. And home-based businesses are often run by the rest of us. Whether you're focused on finances, freedom, friendship, or fun within your business, you get to make the rules and define your own success. And that is feminist as fuck. Welcome to F-Words. Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm your life and business coach now. It's my fucking birthday! Well, it's on the 29th. Close enough. I love birthdays. I truly believe they are magical moments that are far too easily overlooked, but that we deserve to take the time to notice. My birthday is Friday and it'll fall under a full moon. I do new and full moon rituals, which I'll be sharing with you in the upcoming Fuck Shit Up Fridays newsletters. But I also do a ritual every year on my birthday. It's not big and fancy. It does not require dancing naked in a field. Although if that's your jam, I support it. It doesn't even involve a bath. Though I know a lot of the witchy community is confident that a bath is the only way. I'm not a fan. That said, add any and all elements of ritual that you love. If you're into goddess baths, do it. If you're into candle magic, do it. If you're into mirror work, glamour magic, color magic, crystals, elemental work, calling in your guides and ancestors or whatever else, do it. My choice to not include those things is not to limit you, but to give you free reign over your own ritualized practices. I'm not prescribing how far you go. I'm merely pointing you in a direction and giving you a starting point. Birthdays give us an incredible opportunity. They're our own personal new year. They're a moment to reflect and dream. And I recommend doing so in a particular manner in order to avoid slipping into your hardwired negativity bias, which is so easy to do. We've literally evolved to scan for danger. Evolutionary biology is not on our side on this one. I mean, it is in the sense that our negativity bias is what has allowed us to survive and evolve as a species, but at this point, we don't have predators chasing us most of the time. So the constant scanning for what's wrong is only serving to up our cortisol levels and make us uncertain of what safety actually is. It makes you less safe to continually scan for danger. Your nervous system is constantly dysregulated. Your emotional state is constantly fluctuating between anxiety, fear, dread, trepidation, etc. And that constant arousal means that if danger does occur, it's less likely that you'll have the capacity to respond accordingly because it's just normal to feel unsafe. But birthdays, they're for celebration. Yes, birthdays are for celebration. So the birthday ritual I do, and that I'm going to offer you this week for use on or around your own birthday, puts and keeps us in a celebratory state. Not to say that your brain won't resist the celebratory state, it probably will, because again, biological negativity bias. Your brain literally just wants to keep you alive, and celebration isn't generally a life or death thing. 
Often, we overlook celebration because we think it's frivolous, and frivolity is commonly considered a waste of time. But, like, what's the point of living our lives if we don't enjoy them? What's the point of reaching and growing and achieving if we don't celebrate those accomplishments? Without celebration, we're just striving for the sake of striving, and seriously, fuck that. Expending energy for the sake of energy expenditure, working for the sake of working, pushing for the sake of pushing, no fucking thank you. If that were the purpose of life on this planet, then why are there flowers and puppies and why do babies laugh and why are sunrises and sunsets so beautiful? Seriously, there's so much beauty and joy around. If the purpose of us living doesn't include celebration, why do we notice any of it at all? Okay, so if we're in agreement that celebration is a necessary part of what it means to live as a human on this planet, which I'm assuming we are, then that makes birthdays optimal to serve that purpose. And we do it for kids. But at some point, it becomes cringe to celebrate your birthday, which seems absurd to me. Why do we celebrate a kid's birthday? To honor that they're growing up. But we don't stop growing as adults. Not everyone takes their growth seriously and does it with intention. Yet growth still occurs. We learn. We have life experiences. And we grow. <laughs> Even when we resist that growth. Taking a moment to reflect on and celebrate that growth and offer ourselves some intentionality for where to focus our growth next provides a lovely framework for a ritual. Of course, this kind of thing can be done anytime throughout the year. Birthdays are just a good excuse and sometimes we need that kind of external reason in order to even allow the concept into our consciousness. Life is busy, we forget easily. Take the excuse. Use it for your benefit. Step one, decide that you're celebrating yourself. Like set that intention or whatever language resonates with you. The purpose of this ritual is to celebrate yourself. So what comes up for you with that intentionality? What are the thoughts, judgments, questions, etc.? What are the emotions? Are there tears? Write it down. All of it. We gotta work through any judgment of celebrating yourself first. Otherwise, celebration isn't available. Self-judgment acts like a theater curtain. It's thick, heavy, and dark, and it prevents us from seeing what's on center stage. So we gotta pull back that judgment curtain. The emotions that come up, notice what they feel like in your body and just feel them. Don't think about them, make them mean anything, or otherwise distance yourself from what you're feeling in your body. Just feel. Personally, I like to set a timer for two minutes. This gives my brain reassurance that we do not have to hang out in the shitty emotions forever. You can breathe into the sensations if that feels good to you. 
If movement feels good, do that. And after you've sat with them for a bit, it may be helpful to write down your experience. This is what it means to work through your thoughts and emotional responses. Feeling and noticing without judgment and working through whatever self-judgment comes up when you decide you're celebrating yourself is the first step to this birthday ritual. And once you've decided you're celebrating yourself and pulled back the curtain of self-judgment, it's time to look at what's on center stage. That's the celebration. So what are we celebrating? And I say we because I want to celebrate with you. Again, I love birthdays and I want to celebrate yours by celebrating you. So tell me, seriously, my comment sections, DMs and email inbox are always open for this. Step two, when you pull back the self judgment for celebrating yourself, you're more able to clearly see what there is to celebrate. Use the following questions to prompt yourself toward that celebration. Now the time span can be for the last year, for your whole life, or whatever time span feels good to you. Where have you grown? What have you learned? What have you created? Who have you loved? Where have you upheld boundaries? What goals have you accomplished? What progress have you made? How have you cared for yourself? These questions are not exhaustive. Again, I'm pointing you in a direction and giving you a starting point. These are merely prompts to give your brain something to grab a hold of by way of celebrating yourself. Because unless you're a cishet white man, you've been conditioned not to celebrate yourself. So for step two, use these questions as guiding prompts to write some good shit down about yourself. Yes, write it down without discounting it. This means that when your brain goes into its bullshit about how that thing wasn't a big deal or that other thing was really only because of this other person or whatever other way it wants to discount it all, you're just not entertaining it. You don't have to fight with it or argue with it or try to disprove it. Just let your brain's bullshit run its course and refocus on celebrating yourself. Step three of the birthday ritual is to reflect on how you'd like to continue or advance the step in step two going forward, if at all. Recognize what's finished. Recognize the path you'd like to take and celebrate it all. How do you know what's finished? And how do you know what you'd like to continue or advance? Not by spinning in confusion in your brain about what the right choice is, that's for sure. And the reality is there is no right choice. <laughs> this is pretty much true in all of life. Any choice you make, you can be happy no matter which direction you go when there's a decision to be made. And you're going to doubt yourself no matter which direction you go when there's a decision to be made. So if you could be happy no matter what, which direction would you choose? If you're going to have to deal with self-doubt no matter what, 
which direction would you choose? Answering those two questions for yourself will guide you in deciding how you'd like to continue or advance the stuff in step two and which things you'd like to call finished. And the final step in the birthday ritual is to decide what celebration means to you in the context of what you're celebrating and then do that celebratory thing. I didn't put this first because what celebration means for career accomplishments may look different to you than what celebration means for upholding a difficult personal boundary. Getting clear on what you're celebrating for your birthday can help you decide how you want to celebrate. So what would feel celebratory this birthday? This is the last question. If your brain comes back with an I don't know response, ask again until you get a different response. And maybe ask your body instead. I hope this birthday ritual serves you well. And if you'd like me to send it to you when it's more appropriately timed, drop me your birthday and email address and I'll make sure it lands in your inbox for your birthday. Because again, I love birthdays and I want to celebrate with you. Reclaiming definitions for business, entrepreneurship, and success that aren't dripping with oppression. Redefining identities that aren't based on the cis-heteronormative white supremacist patriarchy we find ourselves living in. That's what I'm doing for myself, what I've helped thousands of other women do, and what I'm here to help you do. If you're into it, there are two ways to currently work with me. One, for business and sales, I offer a program called Selling You. It's a lifetime membership jam-packed with value. Sales and systems training to build a financially and energetically sustainable business with practical application, weekly coaching, and a shitload of community support plus the option to upgrade into more of a mastermind-esque pathway with both virtual and in-person celebratory retreats. Though truly, I hate the word mastermind, but it's what's culturally understood. And number two, society tries to shove us into boxes, which means we often forget pieces of ourselves, of our core truths, and that can lead to a place where we no longer recognize parts of us. The Rexy Collective, my low-cost community, and Reclamation, my weekend retreats and deeper dive coaching, are designed to help you remember who the fuck you are and reclaim those pieces, because your truth was never meant to be shoved in a box. I also reserve a handful of one-to-one -one coaching spots for which I currently have a wait list to be the first to know when my next one-to-one -one spot opens up and get the inside scoop for everything I offer, check out the details at kellylynnjewel.com. You can sign up for my email list there too. I'd love to sprinkle delight into your inbox, but only with your consent, of course. Follow me on all the socials at kelly.lynn.jewel. I'm having tons of fun with TikTok right now, but have an everlasting love affair with Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You know, the main places. And hey, if you like what you're hearing here on the pod, rate, review, and tell a friend.